in my life, I look at other people who are so clearly dying to make different decisions than the decisions that they're making. And they're held back by such fear. And yeah, sometimes things are scary, but it's also okay to move through that fear and to own it and to say, that's okay. I'm okay with being afraid of things and still doing them. You know, that's, that's the power in all of it. and welcome to this episode of Real Talk, Girl Talk. I know I have been MIA and, you know, I think that sometimes I get so in my head about niching down and being curated, whether it's on social platforms or on this podcast, that I do what I hate that everybody else does and box myself into this very small corner And then there's a lot of pressure to put content out so that it's in niche and that it's in that box. And I'm just fucking sick of it. I just want to sit here and have conversations that are real. I want to drink my coffee and my wine and hang out with you guys and laugh together and cry together and talk about my real life experiences that I assume other people are going through as well. Um, I am a certified life coach, so I do have some wisdom and some tools and some knowledge that I would love to share through this platform. And I'm just sick of sticking to a quote unquote script. I mean, I don't mean that literally because I've never been scripted on anything in my life, but I do definitely try and like I said, sort of niche down and curate and I'm just sick of it. So I am starting over in more ways than one in my life. And I want this to be another example of that. So I'm starting fresh. I've unpublished a lot of previous episodes that I believe are just old. Like I just want to move forward in this new sort of off the cuff, let's have actual conversations and for me to not be so edited and to not try and be so perfect and to really just deliver messaging and content that is valuable and that is real and that are conversations that I want to have just because, not because they're a part of a brand or anything like that. So here we go. I hope you guys are on board. Um, I am currently sitting in my new temporary living and working space, which is in Arizona. I made a huge decision about a month and a half ago, maybe two months um, that I was going to not renew my lease in the city and New York city. That is, is there any other city? I don't think so. (laughs) Sure. I'll get in trouble for saying that. Um, but I had known that my lease was coming to an end on September 30th. And last year when I was about to renew my lease, I had basically had a conversation with a number of people that I was ready to leave that apartment in particular in a year from then. So I'd been in that apartment since I was 19. So for eight years, and I definitely was feeling like there was an energy shift that needed to be made. And I think that being in quarantine and being in Florida made me think about what my next steps were and understanding that 
I really can live a pared down life. I mean, I did not go to Florida expecting to be quarantined there for four and a half, five months, but that's what happened. But I originally went down for a conference that got canceled and I really had like a week's worth of clothes with me. So I think that living in that sort of a space, of course, I missed my space. Of course, I miss New York. But I think that right now with the way that things are going, I thought that it was a perfect opportunity to really just sort of start over. I'm hoping to go back to New York sometime in the near future. And good news is there are sirens here. So that makes me feel really at home. (laughs) I make most decisions pretty impulsively and this was no different. I decided not to renew my lease at the very end of July and I had no real plan of what I wanted to do next. I had felt this weird energetic calling towards the West coast, but I knew I didn't necessarily want to be in California. So I started looking at my options and I didn't rent this place out until honestly, probably like September 11th weekend. Um, so it's just been a whirlwind. And I think that in that process, I lacked communication with a lot of important people, which I think probably made others feel less included. But I think sometimes when you are making decisions that are based on you. And, you know, I'm very lucky in that I'm single. I can go anywhere. I don't have children. Um, I have my career that I've created for myself that allows me to work remotely from anywhere that I am. But I think that sometimes when you make decisions, you have to just sort of put your blinders on and not have so many questions and not have so many opportunities to have to explain yourself. I found that when I'm making big decisions in my life, the less people that are involved, the better, because I think that society sets us up in a way that makes us want to be as normal, quote unquote, as we possibly can be. And most people are striving for this normalcy. And so I think when you do something that's outside of the norm or that people can't necessarily understand that they'll try to talk you out of it, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. I felt this way when I left college. um, And that was probably my first real understanding of what it was like to make a decision on my own and still have the opinions of everybody else. And I just, from that moment in time, have not really ever been big on sharing what my next life moves are because I tend to not do things that are very traditional. And I think that people are uncomfortable by that. And their first reaction is, well, why are you doing that? Well, what is your plan? Well, you know, everybody wants you to be planned and rigid and on a schedule. And if this year has taught us anything, I think that it's the fact that planning is somewhat overrated and I'm a planner by nature. Um, and I've had to really surrender to this process in a different way. I really used this transformation and transition and change to detach from people, places, and things that I had been allowing to 
make up my identity. And again, I think that 2020 has done an amazing job of allowing things that are not necessarily as important or at the forefront sort of fall away from our lives. I know that I have gone through many changes when it comes to friendships, um, relationships in general, and for better or for worse, you've either I keep joking, have had a baby during quarantine or you've gotten divorced. You've either had these relationships that have taken themselves to the next level, whether they're platonic or romantic, or you've had these relationships that have deteriorated, again, whether platonic or romantic. So some of the detachment had already begun happening for me, but this was a really amazing exercise for me. And, you know, I think I always think that. I don't know if people realize this about me, but the things that I preach about making yourself uncomfortable and stepping out of that comfort zone and not living inside this box and making decisions that other people don't really understand, I do all of those things myself. And that's why I speak on them. So if I hadn't had these experiences, I wouldn't feel valid to have conversations about them or to tell my clients that this is the next right move for them or to take that leap or to take that risk. But I do really push myself to that brink and to that point of, I don't necessarily know what this next step is, but I know that if I sort of step off the ledge and if I just allow myself to jump and build the plane on the way down, that everything is going to end up working out because it has to. So I think that 2020 has allowed us to detach from the things that we have otherwise thought that we quote unquote needed. So I literally got rid of all my furniture. I gave away and donated tons of my clothes. I quite literally have uh, about four boxes in storage and I have two suitcases with me currently. So I really got rid of all of my things. Um, and I do believe that when you disrupt your routine and when you get rid of the things that you believe have some sort of meaning that you then give an opportunity for other things to enter your life. So when you declutter, whether it be in your head or in your physical space, I do believe that you then give way for energy, new energy to come through and for new things to come into your life and for new people to come into your life and have relationships with. I think that the biggest lesson in all of this for me has been a, the detachment piece, right? Detaching from certain relationships. And, you know, I'm very close to my family. Everybody is on the East coast. I have felt in the last couple of years that I need to distance myself a little bit from certain situations. And it's not personal. It's just because I've given so much of my life and so much of my energy to other people that at, you know, 26 is going to be 27, in November on November 18th. So just think about what you're getting me. Um, no, but going to be 27, then I'm finally giving myself the same energy that I've been giving to everybody else for so many years. And that was also a big piece of sort of moving away. Sometimes you have to physically distance yourself to not be so available, but I definitely think that the other lesson that I've learned is that change is, not always so meaningful and so 
massive and so life altering, but it does allow for a shift in your own energy. It allows you to become an alchemist in that you're changing what is maybe an uncomfortable and negative sometimes situation into a situation that is positive and that works out for you. So it really just is a lesson in that A, you're in control and that B, you are your own source of home and of solace and of safety and security. And it's very difficult to go from a place that you have been in that you are comfortable in. And to be fair, the easiest thing for me to do on September 30th would have been to re-sign my lease for another year, even though I didn't feel like it was the right thing for me. But I think that sometimes you have to step so far out of that comfort zone and not necessarily plan everything to the T, but really to just listen to your gut and to your intuition. And this has been really my motto since day one, because I mean, I've been interviewed on the subject of following your intuition. I have very strong visceral gut feelings and people always ask me how I make decisions. I really do dig down deep and I spend a lot of time in solitude so that I can listen to myself and understand what the best next steps for myself and my soul are, not what everybody else wants me to do, not what the world is comfortable with me doing, not what I feel like will make other people happy, but truly what is best for me. I also knew that it was best for me to not involve a lot of people in that decision-making process. And it was hard, you know, it was really hard. It was, it was actually less hard to leave the physical space, more difficult to leave New York, which if you know me, you've been following me for a long time. You've been listening to the podcast. You follow me on Instagram. New York has been a huge part of my story in that I went there at a very low point in time in my life. And the city had a large part in reviving me and making me into the person that I am today. So the emotional attachment to a physical place um, was very difficult to overcome. You know, I think sometimes people think that because you put on a good face, because you're moving through something, because you're working through something that it's not as hard for you. And that's just not the case. It's really hard. It's really sad. I left a lot of things behind. There are loose ends that need to be tied up, but I also am okay with surrendering to the fact that that's not a necessity in life. And that if that's something that I still am feeling I need to sort of circle back to in the future that I'll have the opportunity to do so. Um, I think that when you're making a decision that's uncomfortable and when you're making a decision that's hard and when you're emotional about something, that it's okay to allow yourself to feel all of those emotions and to feel all of, you know, the, that compounding pressure. Like when I first made the decision to leave New York, I remember the day because I, had a conversation with my own personal life coach and astrologer. And then I had a conversation with my mom and I was hysterical, like really, really upset. Like everything about me felt like it belonged in New York. And still I felt this really bizarre, quiet, underlying voice that told me that I needed to just get out of there and have some sort of a fresh start. Even if it means that I'll be back, it just was in this moment in time, a perfect opportunity to take an adventure that my soul had really been yearning for. And I'm not saying that being here is perfect. Time moves really slowly on the West Coast. (laughs) 
don't know when the last time anybody moved from the East to the West was, but it is very different. I feel like I have a million hours in the day, which is great for my productivity levels. But I also think that it's important for people to understand that because you make that decision, because you step out of your comfort zone, because you decide to step into your power and control and make a decision that's difficult, doesn't necessarily mean that all the pieces fall together in the second that you do that. You have to work through the emotions. You have to understand why you're in a certain place. And you have to really, I'll use this word a thousand times in this episode, surrender. Surrender to the possibilities, surrender to new relationships, surrender to new places and finding new people and new things and understanding yourself a little bit better. This year has been an amazing lesson in that the only thing to do is surrender and to get in touch with yourself and to know yourself and to trust yourself. It becomes a lot easier to surrender. So I was able to move out here and to surrender to this process because I believe in myself. I trust myself. I know that I'm going to make relationships. I know that I'm going to be able to work remote, but it's because I've been working on this for years and years and years. I speak with a lot of my clients about making small steps forward every day and doing things that keep promises to yourself and that allow yourself to trust that you are going to do the small things so that you can do the big things. I say this not because it's some motivational quote, but because it really works. It really, really works when you have discipline and when you keep a routine and when you keep promises to yourself to know that you're going to end up keeping the bigger promises to yourself. And there's no such thing as perfection. We're never going to get to our highest ascension, but we can fucking try. In my life, I look at other people who are so clearly dying to make different decisions than the decisions that they're making. And they're held back by such fear. And yeah, sometimes things are scary, but it's also okay to move through that fear and to own it and to say, that's okay. I'm okay with being afraid of things and still doing them. You know, that's, that's the power in all of it. I allow these feelings to come in to my headspace and to my heart and into my soul. And then I allow them to pass just as quickly as they came in. So I say this all the time, but I really can't stress it enough. We're always going to have emotions. We're always going to have feelings about things. We're always going to have fear about things. It's whether or not we allow those feelings and emotions and fears to dictate what our next moves are versus allowing the love in our hearts and the trust that we have for ourselves to dictate our next moves. I think that we get a very clear sense for ourselves as humans when it is time to move on and when it is time to do something different and when it is time to reinvent. And the great news about us is that we have 24 hours in a day and every second is an opportunity to transform and to reinvent. And you never have to be the same person that you were even five seconds ago. So we are meant to be evolutionary. We are meant to grow and we grow in places where we are least comfortable and needing to figure things out from a soul level. 
And that's just what I felt like I needed in my life right now is that disruption and that change. And it was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. And it continues to be, but I'm on an adventure that is uncertain and it's not totally planned out like the rest of my life has been. And I'm allowing myself to sort of move in the directions that I feel are best for me and what I need in that moment. And I'm excited and I encourage all of us to try and step out of our comfort zones and to try and just do new things that we feel are necessary because we all have these feelings, these gut feelings that either are really, really small or that are big where we need to switch things up, whether it's get out of a negative relationship and get out of a home or get out of a place or just to simply change our way of thinking. There have been so many things in the world recently that have made us have to look at what we believe in. And this next phase of life, I believe, is going to be a really good one and a really freeing one. But the people who surrender right now are the people who are going to prosper in this sort of new age and new found normal, quote unquote, which I kind of fucking hate that term. I don't even want to call it the new normal because I hate the word normal. Um, The new world order. This is a new phase of our lives as a whole, as a collective. We're healing deep, totally subconscious wounds that we have had and we're being triggered left and right in order to say, yes, I am willing to continue to accept this or no, I am willing to get myself onto a path that might not be as direct, that I might not know totally what I'm doing, that isn't 100% planned out, that isn't straight, but that I believe is going to be beneficial enough to go through all of those twists and turns. Um, And that's sort of where I'm at right now. I'm choosing the path less taken and more winding and less perfect because I believe that when we do things like that, when we push ourselves to not be so on the straight and narrow that we discover so many things about ourselves and about humanity in general um, that are beneficial and that are life-changing and world-altering. And I believe that right now we're all being called to make these decisions of staying comfortable and doing what has always been done or to shake shit up. And I am choosing the latter. And I hope that you choose the latter with me. And if you need support and you need encouragement and you need somebody to tell you that you can do it, I'm always here for you. And I am telling you right now that I love you. I'm proud of you. I believe in your ability to make the best decisions for yourself. I believe in your ability to transform as needed. And I believe in all of our ability to step out of our comfort zone so that we can change ourselves and the world for the better. So with that, I hope you have a great weekend and I will talk to you next week. Unfiltered, raw, zero fucks given. Let's have conversations and let's just be here together to talk. And like I said, laugh, cry, enjoy each other's company, and hopefully you guys can get something out of it. So cheers. Love you. Mean it. Hey everybody. It's your life coach, Devin here. If you liked today's episode, please don't hesitate to go rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are available. 
For more mental health and wellness information, confidence hacks, intimacy tips and tricks, or to book a one-on-one session with me, head to www.devinpenny.com and get $25 off your first session with the exclusive code REALTALK at checkout.